<laughs> Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Health Talk Radio. This is episode number 220. Paul, it feels good to be back. How you doing this morning? And more importantly, did you miss me? Mate, I'm I'm great. And I'm tired from carrying this stuff without you. But it's good <laughs> to have you. It's good to have you back, dude, because um everyone missed you, man. And you know, it, it, you're the one that makes me look clever. So it's good to have you back. Uh, not, yeah, exactly. You know, I was going to say this. We, you know, we were chatting a little bit before this call. We've got big, big plans to to share and and uh, bring some things to market. Um, and I was going to say, you look like you lost some weight, but I thought, you know, I'll wait for the really? podcast. Have you lost some weight? I don't know. Maybe I have. I don't really. You're not. Like you're, not you're not attempting to it. To I don't it. monitor it. No, not really. Um, what's happening? Face is looking lean. Your chin. I can see your cheekbones. You can see my cheekbones and my chin. I Look think it's the that. lighting. You know what it is? We've changed the time that we record, right? So it used to be later in the evening for me. Now it's kind of midday. And I think the sun is shining through the window at a different time. It's it's just highlighting the cheekbones. It's all good, mate. It's fine. It's, 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 it. it's a good example as to what people look like at different times. It doesn't mean anything about what their weight is, right? It's all it's all smoke and mirrors. I feel I'm that. Good, man. I'm We're going to we're going to talk. So as we're chit chatting about weight loss, I think there's a lot of people who are watching my brother and myself who, uh, gosh, I am like, I'm feeling good again. I don't know if, if you know this, Paul, but there was a period of time, you know, 12 to 18 months where there was, you know, almost a hiatus. I would still do a little body weight training, but nothing consistently, nothing, you know, regimented diet was kind of all over the place. So as I've moved to Florida, and I think I've been here now a few weeks, uh, my brother is training. My brother is eating healthy. He has re-energized me. We have come together. And I'm telling you, and I said to Amanda, I said, I'm back. I'm feeling so good. I'm looking good again. It's just been amazing. And don't ever let me fall off again, please. Yeah, man. Well, you know, you're welcome, as they say. But the, 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 we need to go through those things. And I'm going to give you a, a personal story in a moment. But we need to go through those things to remind us and double down on the things that we know are important to us because life gets in the way other things distract us right as humans we are always distracted by shiny objects oh look that's the new thing let me go and do that or you know what i'm good with all my health it's fine let me go and ruin it now by working 20 hours a day and dealing with some crisis that i've got going on and so on and, and, and the thing you said really quickly, you said new thing. And I need to make sure people understand that that doesn't necessarily mean a new diet or a new training program. The new thing could be work. It could be school. It, it could be a hobby. It could be fishing. It could, whatever it is, it's the yeah. new thing that distracts you from the one thing that matters most, which is your health. Yeah. And so this is the story I was going to I was going to share with you. Um, a Oh, maybe two weeks ago, two weeks, maybe 10 days ago, um, my mother was told she'd had a stroke and she completely changed everything about her personality. She was this, you know, she's 84, outgoing, engaging, everything else, and all of a sudden became this just non-engaging person that was staring into thin air, right? And I'm oh like, God. hang on a minute. So firstly, I want to say thank you to two of my patients, the husband and wife team, who I had to cancel a call with them last minute. They're in America. They know who they are. I don't want to name them. Um, but I really appreciate their understanding because all of a sudden I'm getting a call saying, 
look, your mother's had a stroke. You need to come now. So oh, oh, I'm like, is she okay? Everything okay? Well, here's the thing. I get to see her and I'm like, this isn't a stroke. Like this, this isn't, this is something else. And basically the long story short is it, it, it's been derived from a infection and the infection is crossing the brain blood barrier for lots of different reasons why that's permeable. We, we're not going to get into because that's another whole podcast on its own, but basically it's crossing the brain blood barrier and it's changed her whole neurotransmitter profile. And she can't, and she has these very um, long periods of just staring, standing no. and just staring. And you can't, you're, you, you know, she can't answer a question. She doesn't understand what you're saying. She's not eating. There's a whole big thing. And they call it um, hypoactive delirium. And um, it's a very strange setup. But when you see your mother like that, all of a sudden, oh gosh. You, you get this whole theory, this whole feeling about, hang on, this is like, I mean, like that it changed from one day being fine to the next day, just not there anymore. And that's what I'm talking about. You get distracted. You stop doing things you know you should do. And all of a sudden you double down on your own health because you see how much distress that's putting that person in. So when we talk to her currently, she's like kind of understanding, but not really not answering back for sure. And then the other day, she drifted out of that state into a more lucid state. She was a little bit more able to communicate. And I was able to ask her some quick questions. And I said, look, when we're talking to you, when you're in that state, are you? do you understand what we're saying? And she said, I, I can hear you, but I don't understand it. Oh, my gosh, Paul. And, and that's a, such an interesting oh. I mean, for me, obviously, yeah. I don't like to see my mother like that. But from a practitioner's perspective, it's so interesting to see that happen to people and, mm -hmm. and how it happens and what causes it. And we will talk about brain blood barrier permeability at one point, not today, but it's very interesting to know that an infection can do that. And infections are driven by poor immune, maybe poor lifestyle habits. She hasn't got the greatest lifestyle. Nugget. And yeah. it just gives us this understanding, look, double down, do not mess about with this stuff because when things happen, they're serious. So anyway, yeah. that was that story. So um, I, you and your mother will be in my prayers tonight, my friend. I am, uh, yeah, my dad's getting old too. He's 81. And uh, I shared some things with him yesterday on a phone call. I started crying. We'll talk about that, about that later. I want to get into this episode. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. You know, we're, you know, fat loss is a, is a topic of conversation, right? You can't get away from it. And yeah. I was just talking to some people who are going to help me bring, you know, more content back on YouTube and back on my channels. And I said, you know what? I got so tired. The reason why I stopped and I stopped for a while. It's not that I stopped, but I stopped producing new content is because I got so bored. Right. It's like fat loss. Nobody wants anything else but fat loss, fat yeah. loss, fat loss, fat loss. I want a six pack. I want it tomorrow. I want abs. I want it. I want it. And I want it now. And so for the longest time, right, it's how fruit causes fat loss or fruit consumption is fat loss. And this yeah. is fat loss and how you're training and right it all. So it's fat loss and you're just changing the wrapping paper. Sometimes you change the bow instead of a gold bow. It's a green bow, yeah. but it's still fucking fat loss. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what we're going to talk about today? Fat loss, but we're <laughs> going to talk about it. You know, I asked this question on Facebook not too long ago. 
I said, what's more important for fat loss, calories or sugar? And there is a lot of confusion. There's a lot of people who have said sugar is more important, managing it, controlling it. Sugar is more important. Then there's the other half of the people who are like calories. It's calories in, calories out. It's science. There's yeah. nothing else you need to know. And so that's what we're going to dive in today. Like that specific question, Paul, what's more important for fat loss, calories or sugars? Oh. And my question for you is, is there an argument for both of those? So this could be a really short uh, podcast today because I can answer that in like <laughs> yeah. two seconds, right? But here's the thing. Fat loss is all dependent on whether or not you can maintain your calorie deficit. Right? That's it. Because we know you do have to be in a calorie deficit to allow your body to tap into stored fat stores and use that for energy. It is about that simple. However, if you are consuming high amounts of um, refined sugar in that process, your ability to stick to your calorie deficit will be much, much more difficult because you're going to get huge swings in blood glucose. You're going to have very, very strong hunger um, signals going from your brain. Your insulin is going to be bouncing around like no one's business. And it'll be very difficult to maintain that because your energy will not be steady. It will be very up and down. And as you start to feel more tired or you start to feel more hungry, you do not reach for a chicken salad. You reach for the nearest nutrient or sorry, calorie dense foods. We are hardwired to eat calorie dense foods because from an evolutionary perspective, we had to survive. And therefore, we just want the most calorie dense thing we can get our hands on, which is why if you go shopping in a supermarket while you're hungry, you will choose a lot of different foods in your basket compared to if you go shopping in a supermarket when you are not hungry. When you're not hungry, you go, oh, I'll have the vegetables and I'll have the lean meat and I'll have the avocados and stuff. You go in there hungry and it's all processed junk food and things that I can eat quickly and conveniently. So the difference, is it sugar, is it calories? Yes, there's an argument for both, but if the sugar creates a more difficult process to stick to right, because right. it's causing more fluctuations in energy, then you're going to have less chance of sticking to that diet. Now, there's a, so, famous, yeah. sorry, Mike, there's a famous story about a guy in the States who just ate Twinkies yep. on a, in a calorie deficit and lost weight. But he felt like crap. And, right. and, and and really did a lot of damage to his health because there was no value, there's no nutrients to it. But that was a an extreme example of it's just calories in, calories out. And he had so, to yeah. tough it out mentally to, to complete that. So what about the question, right? You've got 2,000 calories of broccoli, or let's just say, you know, broccoli is really a bad, bad example because it's just broccoli. But let's just say you got some broccoli, you've got some sweet potatoes and you've got some chicken on a plate 2000 calories yeah. then over here on the other side you've got some gummy bears you've got a twix you've got some twinkies perhaps a half a ho-ho right all your favorites and a pop tart over there right you got but but the 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 idea here though is 2000 calories on both sides of the spectrum are you saying that those calories are both metabolically equivalent 
in my body if I were to consume those? No, that's not the that wasn't the question. But the, if you're saying, do they have the same nutrient content and health value? Absolutely not. They're completely different. You know, not even in the same ballpark. Really, you can't compare them. But we're talking about how do we lose weight? So if you're looking, but let's at- just say, but let's just say, I'm, but let's just say my total daily energy expenditure. Yeah. Right. Obviously, we've got to we've got to go on a journey here. Right. Yeah, Imagination. Yeah. Yeah. TDEE is twenty five hundred. Yep. Two thousand calories of sweet potato, broccoli, chicken on the right. Two thousand calories of pop tarts, ho hos, Twinkies, and some Jolly Ranchers because I'm in that mood. Yeah. On the left. Are you saying that both are a five hundred a five hundred calorie deficit? Yeah. Are you saying that I'm going to lose the same amount of weight? If I did either of those over a period of time, theoretically, if you could stick to those, mm-hmm. you would lose the same amount of weight if there was no issue with your metabolism to begin with. So, if your digestion was on point, if your detoxification was right, if your hormones were good, if there was no inflammation in your system, if you didn't, if you weren't holding large amounts of excess fat. If that was all good, if your sleep was good, your stress, everything else, and you were in a very good metabolic place, theoretically, they should both work the same. The problem is the reality is not that. And we have to deal with reality, right? And that's what the difference is with my practice is I deal with an individual in their individual circumstance. And I have never, ever met someone who is metabolically in a good place, ever. Right. So here's my next question. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You so, go ahead first. So yep. when you're not in a good place, mm-hmm. now you look at, right, what is the sugar going to do to my metabolism, to my body? It's not going to act in the same way as 2000 calories of whole foods. So whole foods with the fiber, with the nutrient density, carbohydrate, protein, fats, phytonutrients, all the rest of it. Those things are going to work far better in my system. Because whatever the problems are metabolically, those nutrients are going to assist in it working better. They're going to fix Correct. it, but they're going to right. assist in right. it working better. The sugar is just going to screw it up more. So everyone was talking about calories in, calories out. They are not taking into account the individual's metabolic landscape. And this is one of the bugbears that I have when you see guys on Instagram Facebook, whoever it is, shredded, top off, generally young guys mostly, right? But yep. they've got all, yep. and they're going like, yeah, <clears throat> I eat this much for breakfast. It's all, and this, they're like, eating gummy like, bears. They're eating gummy bears. They're eating or, fast or, or whatever they have it is. Burgers they're, and French fries and all kinds. They got a whole plate for well, well, Some of them are doing that because they want to promote the fact that you should be able to right. eat anything, right? Correct. They're metabolically, they're very, very gifted from a genetics perspective. They're very, um, driven by their work ethic so they'll train and they'll work out and they'll make sure they get their sleep right and they'll do their cardio and you know they're not, bear in mind their life is just about this stuff right they're right. not doing this and then going doing a job at the office right and so it is their job yeah yep. exactly that's all and that's do. really that's really important to, it's really important important to point out as well because i think a lot of us do follow our favorite influencers Right. And we do tend to trust what they say. I mean, look at him. Oh, my gosh. He's in amazing shape. He's always in amazing shape. But we forget that they work out, they go home and they nap. 
we work out, we go home, we get ready, we take the kids to school, and then we go and work, right? Like, this is their job. It's very, very different. And so stop comparing. Like, what I'm trying to get here, what I'm trying to get at here is stop comparing yourself with that lifestyle because yeah, that's not your lifestyle. But also, regard, and you're right, lifestyle makes a big difference, obviously. However, these people are naturally walking around, <clears throat> excuse me, walking around with a six-pack anyway. Well, once they dial in their food, they look great. Even if they ate the McDonald's on a regular basis or they they weren't so tight with their training, they'd still be very lean because they have that genetic metabolism. Right? They, they, they deal with carbohydrate extremely well. They'll never be massively overweight. You know, they won't even be 20, 30 pounds overweight just because metabolically that's how they're their life their their, their um uh, meta- metabolism is there was an interesting study a few years ago where they took um a, a, a group of very slim people who used to eat rubbish and they're, they're from all over the world it was quite interesting and they said right we want to do this experiment we experiment we want to overfeed you for a month and see how much weight you put on and they said we are going to tell you what to eat and it was all junk and and they were they were eating like gallons of ice cream a day pizzas all the rest of it and for the first two days they were like yeah this is great right and then obviously it becomes very unpleasant and the, but they kept eating this stuff the calories were super high um at the end of it some of them put on a pound or two some of them put on four or five pounds but they should have put on like 15 pounds and within a week or two, they'd lost the weight again. But there were two participants that put on no weight. And they went, hang on, you've been eating like 10,000, 12,000 calories a day some days, not doing any exercise. How have you not put weight on? And these are very enlighten me. These yeah, are just like me. skinny people, right? And what was happening was the conclusion they came to, and they didn't have the actual proof, but the conclusion they came to was the more um energy they were taking in the more their mitochondria was ramping up and burning that energy how is that how, how it was just how it's just a work? genetic thing right it's just yeah you you can't replicate it it's just how their particular genetics deals with that influx of excess energy whereas most people <clears throat> will go doesn't work uh, sorry yeah, i my mitochondria at their full capacity i will now store this as fat there's a book uh called burn b-u-r-n by bear with me oh herman ponza and herman herman ponza p-o-n-z we'll put this in the show notes herman ponza yeah p-o-n-z-e-r to say it in your ponzer ponzer and um and and he did a very well controlled study because people were saying like you know people in in a city job don't move as much um, hunter-gatherers in these tribal communities they're spending all this energy every day and that's why they're slim and he did a very very controlled trial against those two cohorts of of people and he found that actually there's only a finite amount of energy you can burn in a day and once you go above that it doesn't it doesn't get any more mm-hmm. because you have a finite amount of mitochondria which are the powerhouses in each of the cells that generate? Yeah. So for the for the people for the people that are listening right now, and for me, teach me what is the mitochondria? 
refresh. I need a refresh okay. right here. So, so mitochondria. Yeah. If we want to go, if we want to really get into this, into it. before evolution, before we became man, there was a period of time. Monkeys. Sorry, when we were monkeys. No, before even that, right? There was a time where cells, single cell organisms, were um, living, and the bacteria would infect them. And there came a point where the bacteria that infected them realized, actually, being in this cell is very advantageous to me. And the cell realized, actually, that bacteria being in me is very advantageous to me. And that's how mitochondria infected cells, because it was a bacteria, and it created energy, which wasn't there before. The two things mm -hmm. together created this energy. Mm -hmm. And then over time, it became human cells. Yeah, this is a very short story. Became human cells, and here we are. So we have got this mitochondria in a cell. When a cell takes in fuel, carbohydrate, glucose, protein, fats, whatever it is, it comes in and via quite a complex chemical chain, it produces some, uh, it gets into the mitochondria, which is already in the cell, and there's hundreds of them in each cell. And that engine is that the Krebs cycle? Yeah, produces mm -hmm. ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which is energy. Mm -hmm. And so you have a finite amount of these things. You can increase them by maybe increasing muscle mass. This is why people who are, you know, 250 pounds and shredded have got a bigger calorie burn per day because they're more mm -hmm. muscle. Mm -hmm. than which I need to talk to you about. This is so we're going right into my question, but, which is. But, but, yeah. but so what happens is mitochondria burns the energy and you've got a finite amount of them. So there's only a finite amount of energy that can be burned. Now, let's just say, for argument's sake, that that top amount you can burn is 2,500 calories for argument's sake. We go back to an episode we did a little while ago where we were talking about where do you burn the most amount of calories? And the most amount of calories per day is burned in your base metabolic rate, right? It's just your Di digestion. Everything. Right. It is, it's, right. it's, it's living, everything. living, breathing, exactly. digestion, right. just the overall mechanics of your body. Exactly. Brain function, new red blood cell management, liver function, just everything, right? Right. How right. much would you burn if you just lay in bed? And it's kind of, through 80% of everything, basically. So you are going to burn way more in this base metabolic rate. And then the rest of it is used for walking around and, you know, going to the shops or whatever it is you're doing. So if we've got a finite number of 2,500 and we do a 1,000 calorie workout, we don't have the capacity to fuel that. To go, oh, I burnt a thousand calories. So I can eat another thousand. But actually, what's... but that, but that's, but that's what people think. Yeah, but, so but this, this is, is more so important. Good. But this is more yeah, important. Yeah. What actually happens is you will expend that thousand calories. It has to come from somewhere. It doesn't come by an increase in the output of energy from your mitochondria. It comes from your base metabolic rate. That is that you need for functioning every day, which means you've got, I don't know, say 2,000 calories a day that you need to function. These numbers are not accurate. This is just for um, illustration. And what you've done is you've done 1,000 calories. Your, your maximum output is 2,500, which means you're 500 in deficit. Does that make sense? 
Yes, it does. I hope everybody else is following. That 500 has got to come from your base metabolic rate allowance, which means it is no longer available for the functioning underneath that it's needed for. So brain function, Ah, liver function. So, yep, yep, yep. Now let's extrapolate that out for five years. All of a sudden, you get these people who are smashing it in the gym, doing loads of cardio, all the rest of it. Think about Ironman, endurance athletes, this kind of stuff. They don't look that well. And also, actually, they're not that well from a health perspective because what they've been doing consistently is taking from their base metabolic rate allowance and using it for that immediate demand of fuel that they're making on their body. Gotcha. Which means that their body's not recovering properly. It's not detoxifying properly. It's not producing hormones properly because it doesn't have the energy for it. Mm. So because they're overtraining in that perspective and we can't upregulate our energy production more than a ceiling amount, it has to come from somewhere, which is why we tell, you know, you can't you can't burn more in a workout than you can for the base metabolic rate, but you can certainly dip into it and start causing more problems. So going back to the example that you just gave, the study, the really thin, lean guys who just kept eating and eating and their mitochondria sped up, it burned it. Are you saying that by eating, their mitochondria sped up? Or are you just saying like something genetic in them? Something genetic in them was just treated so they weren't they weren't training they weren't they weren't working out they weren't training no 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 you're looking at a a very 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 unusual example this is not something you can replicate in a normal population these are like not just outliers but outside the outliers right and so they're sitting there and go the more energy i take in the more my metabolism just ramps up i I don't know why and no one can replicate that it's just a genetic freak thing. So riddle, riddle, riddle me this. I think I know the answer, but I want to paint a picture for the listener. So riddle me this. As many know, before I drew a line in the sand at 31 years old and became healthy, I was pretty overweight. Yep. Um, 185 pounds, 25% body fat. I mean, if I looked at a fucking cookie, I gained <laughs> weight. Like, looked. Now... I'm back on this journey. I haven't dialed my diet in yet. I was going to go 30 days a little bit more loosely with just some training. I get away with things that I could never get away with before, Paul. Like I'm not putting on fat. My abs are still there. Why now I have the luxury of eating things that I couldn't eat prior to this journey without the typical weight gain that i was used to uh well there's lots of reasons one is you spent quite a lot of time uh working on your health so you got yourself in a much better metabolic state from a health perspective so that will give you a little bit more allowance you imagine when you were 30 years old drink drugs rock and roll lifestyle overweight mm-hmm. you know broken meta- metabolically where anything you eat was just getting straight fat storage there was no kind of energy generation that's where you would have been Mm -hmm. tired all the time you know Mm -hmm. stimulants all the rest of it now it's very different you've got a better underlying metabolic scenario which means that you've got a little bit more leeway but what i will say to you is that leeway will only stay there for 
finite period of time and then all of a sudden you'll be back to where you were because eating the cookies the ice cream and the stuff that you're getting away with now was not how you got to where you are now sure well let me ask you this so i guess a little bit of context so prior to 31 right drinking drugs i'd be up you know pulling all-nighter i would go through mcdonald's you know grab all of my favorites, go home, eat that stuff, and then go to bed. So it's a little bit different. I would say now that the even the, the crappy calories, so my crappy calories are a chocolate-covered banana I had yesterday. Yeah. I have a lot of dark chocolate. Um, I'm eating a little bit of pasta from my mom's restaurant. I'm having pizza more than, you know, more than I should, but yeah. I'm not seeing it in body comp changes, in negatively in body comp changes. It's in the post. It's in the post. Do you know what that means? Uh Uh-uh. Right? It's it's on its way. Okay. So what you're saying is is you better get your shit together. Yeah. Because you've only been in Florida four weeks. Right. Right? So you've only it's only a short period of time that you've been eating those foods. You're not eating that stuff every day. No, 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 no. no, no, You know, obviously mom's restaurant is eight minutes away from you. Yeah. And a slow walk or whatever it is. And and you know, you're easy to get there and all the all it's accessible. You want to see your mum. You haven't seen her for a while. She wants to see the grandkids. You're spending more time in that environment. So you're going to start yes. eating that stuff. Very true. Again, yep. you know, it's a new thing. It's very much like at the moment for you guys, you've got this adjustment period and it's almost like you're on vacation because you're in a new place. I can't argue that. Yep. Grandma's yep. here, you know, and, and it's a new thing. And, and it's all like, yeah, on vacation. There's no rules. It's all fine. Right. But you know, actually, you're not on vacation and that will have to stop at some point and you will get your routine back in play. I'm three weeks in. One more week. Yeah. So you'll have um, an amount of allowance there because you're coming from a much better place and a a much healthier um, Mm -hmm. routine. And But eventually the wheels will fall off. Right. And Mm -hmm. like I say, the crash is in the post. It's on its way. And so you want to prevent that from happening, obviously. Now, and my, yeah. so I'm going to go, so my thought was, I'm going to go lenient for 30 days, get my training back, which I want to talk about in just a second, as we kind of circle back to the, the main question, sugar, calories. Um, and so a little loose on my diet, going into the next 30 days, I'm going to tighten it up. And then going into the final days, I'm going to tighten up. So this is a 90 day transformation story journey that I'm basically documenting with my brother. And I want to say this really quickly. And I've talked about this before, but it's really like, it is like flashing. It slapped me in the face. I was depressed before I moved here. I wasn't training. I wasn't feeling really, really good. Now, if you looked at me, you'd say, you don't need to train. You look fine, right? From the outside looking in, it's all good, right? But I know what I'm capable of. I know what I used to look like. And I know what I want to look like or wanted to look like. The biggest, biggest like thing that we underestimate is how much better you feel when you look good. And I know it can't be all about the looks and I preach it. Like you can't be about the ads. It's got to be about getting healthy. But Paul, I'm telling you, like, I feel so fucking good again. I'm looking in the mirror. My shoulders are popping. My waist is smaller. Like, and I know that we shouldn't be focused on this stuff. I guess what I'm I need you to talk to me a little bit. I need you to, 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 
to reel me in because it is something that I'm thinking about. It's something that, I, but it just feels so fucking good, Paul, to yeah. look good. Because because that's the first step, right? The first step is, oh, I can look good, therefore I'm going to feel better. The thing with that is that it makes you then focus on your looks. and I know. And you will be your worst critic because yeah. some days the mirror won't be so kind. Nothing yeah. will change, right? But maybe the lighting's not quite right or you didn't, you, you know, you were a little bit more watery <laughs> that day, whatever it is. Oh, and you, go, you know what I'm laughing but, but all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, yeah. the day is ruined. Yeah. And that's how you live that day now. And so it's like, true. right, I've got to cut back on this and I've got to do more training and da da da. Actually, I mean, it's great that you feel good. And now mm-hmm. is the time to go, I feel good because I look good, but I'm going to look good anyway because I'm doing the, the healthier stuff for, for me from now on. And once you change it to, let me just do the most healthy things and I'm going to always look good, then you haven't got to worry about looking good. You just worry thank, about thank you. what's the most healthy thing I can do next. What's the most healthy me- meal I can have? What's the most healthy time for me yeah. to bed? What's the most healthy way for me to manage my stress? What's the most healthy way for me to give my heart a cardio workout? What's the most healthy way for me to engage in my loving relationships at home? Because then, if you focus on that, your, your body will be fine anyway. Why are you always so right? Because I'm fucking good at what I do, mate. <laughs> Honestly, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. You want to know what's funny is you're saying that the mirror not being so kind to you. I got back from Puerto Rico and the mirrors changed. In Puerto yeah. Rico, they were so Who much changed, better. Who changed that mirror? <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, the mirrors in the hotel, the lighting. It was like, holy shit! I saw my abs. I come back here. I look in the mirror. I'm like, I know I did not gain that much weight yeah. between now or between then and now. Oh, you're so funny. But but here's the You're thing. Right, though. You're when, right. When, when you focus on that aesthetics as the most important thing that gives you, you know, basically the mood that you're going to have that day, then that's where things start to fall apart because it's so random and it's not in your control. Yeah, you can lose some weight or whatever, but um, our biology, you know, there's trillions of cells. You cannot control them. We've got an ebb and flow of hormones throughout the week, the day, the month, the minute. Things are changing all the time. Sometimes you're going to be a bit more watery. Some things are going to yep. inflame you sometimes. Other times you're going to be drier. Other times you're going to be more stressed and more cortisol. You, th- this stuff just changes how you look. Easy. And if all right. you're doing is looking on the, the the you know, the abs, the shoulders, everything else, and one day it's not as good as it was the day before, even though it is still good, yep. in your measurement, it's not quite as good. That ruins your day. Very Unprodu- true. Makes you unproductive. Very true makes you yep. more focused on stressy things. You miss the enjoyment of that day because you're worried about, oh, man, my abs, what am I going to do? Maybe I need to cut out that extra meal or change that. Or, you know, what's the new diet I need to try now? Because that one day I looked not so good. Let me change everything. Yep. Right? And, that, and lots that's the of, cycle. Lots of wisdom. Right? That's the yep. cycle. Lots of wisdom. Time. Yep, lots of wisdom there. I hope the people are listening. I am listening. So thank you. I do feel really, really freaking good. And I know this is just the reemergence of, of me from a health and fitness perspective. Cause now I think about it and I, you know, I think about death more than I've ever thought about it. And I asked my dad a question yesterday as him and I are, um, you know, reestablishing our relationship, you know, he's 81. And I asked him yesterday, I said, dad, I said, um, are you scared to die? I just found out we were just in this deep, deep conversation, you know, tons of wisdom he was throwing at me. And I said, dad, I said, are you scared to die? And I started crying cause he's 81 and you know, he, 
he's not the healthiest guy. He's on a bunch of medications, but he's very with it. He's got his brain. Yeah. He's got his mind. Just physically, he's not in the greatest shape. But he said to me, he said, you know, he said, no, I'm, I'm ready. He said, I just want to go peacefully. And I said, oh, my gosh. Okay. I said, did you ever, like, what, what, what are you thinking? He's like, I didn't think I was going to get to 81. That's what he told me. He's like, I didn't think. And then I asked him, I said, do you think about death? Like, he's like, I think about it every day. So just imagine, and I, and I only share that because you may be 30, you may be 40, you may be 20 listening to this podcast, you may be 50. Yeah. Your time is going to come. And the older you get, the more you start thinking about the end. Correct. You get to whatever that age is, whether it's 70, 80, 90, whatever your family genetic life expectancy is, it's going to start to be something that you think about over and over and over again. And if you don't set yourself up for success now, imagine what those thoughts are going to be like and how much more anxiety and worry you're going to add when you get to 60, 70, 80, because you didn't take care of your health now. Yeah. So this is a common um, story. Your father is saying, look, you know what? I'm good. I'm ready. Um, if he was healthy, vibrant, not on a ton of medication, loving life, enthusiastic, passionate, and doing everything you want to do, he'd be like, no, 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 hang on. I'm not ready to go anywhere yet. I'm loving such this. Good, stuff, such good right? perspective. And yep, so, such good perspective. So if you are looking after yourself, bar any accident, sure. but if you're looking after yourself from a health perspective, you want to grow old disgracefully, right? You want to grow old in a way that is healthy and vibrant and gives you tons of energy, tons of joy, tons of love in life. And then you want to have a very quick declination, right? You want to get to a point and go, right, my body's had its time. It's, I'm, I'm 103 years old and I, I, I'd stay, but my body's had enough. And you know what? I'm good. I've done yep. the life I want. What you don't want is at 75 or 65, be on 15 medications, whatever it is in the US that you've quoted a couple of times. Yeah, I think it's average, it's average is like 50, I think it's 16 now, anyone some, over some 55 right? or 60 years old. Yep. And then have lived for another 10, 15 years in poor health, oh, pain, put a bullet in my head, immobility, yeah. oh. back pain, can't get out of the chair, can't digest food properly, have got no sex drive, no clarity of mind. You just don't want to live that for 20 years. Like, I'm ready to go now, I'm done right and that's the difference and yep. you're right yep. you can't do anything about that when you're 81 but you can do it when you're 51 or 41 or yep. whatever it is and this is something that people need to get their head around because there's so many things so many rabbit holes we can go down here but one of them is and this is something i'm trying to get across to people more and more people are becoming more and more focused on the thin end of the wedge yeah, we talked about this in one of the first few episodes. Right, which which is yeah. like, what's the biohack? Mm -hmm. Or do this, use red light therapy, use a sauna, use the other, blah, 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 blah. That's the thing that will fix you. I had, a, I had a talk with a patient of mine yesterday in Ireland who um, has just come on leaps and bounds. A year ago, she was completely debilitated, couldn't work, couldn't do anything. And now she's just loving life again. And we were talking because she's really enjoyed this journey and learned so much through it and she was telling me about a story she heard about quite a famous person who went carnivore and was shouting about how it cured her of all her sickness and the patient said to me she said but doesn't that mean she hasn't fixed the underlying problem and i said absolutely mm. right? so what she's done is just taken out 
every food possible, just eats meat, and now all of a sudden she's the most, you know, she feels great. Well, if you're fixed, go back to eating the other foods, see how you get on. Mm-hmm. But you're, yeah, you've, you've, you've shouted about that. Implode on yourself, right? Yep. But people are focusing on that thin end of the wedge. The right. fat end of the wedge is the, how do I get my gut digestion right? How do I improve my detoxification? How do I remove the toxicity, the mold, the heavy metals, chemical toxicities, environmental pollutants? How do I get rid of all the toxins in my body yep. and have the digestion and the detoxification pathway set up so that I never accumulate them again to that level? Yes. How do I get the sleep right? How do I get the stress management? How do I start loving life every day? How do I focus on what's amazing in life? Once you get all that stuff done, all of a sudden, the thin end of the wedge, the little biohacks here and there, you don't even need them anymore. Right. They're not, they're not right. even interested because you're, yeah. not, you're not in a sick place. Yeah. Well, these things are only right. being picked up by people who have got some sort of ill health or sickness or some sort of issue that they're trying to fix by doing that. Mm-hmm. And more and more people are doing that kind of thin end of the wedge stuff. And then finally, I want to go back to something you were saying about now you're feeling great and you're going to start you know, training and this, that and the other. Someone who we both know in Australia many, many years ago walked in walked into a retreat that we were at, I was at, you were at, and this other gentleman was at. And he walked in and me and you were sat down on sofas in a hotel. And he's my age, 56, right? And he and he pulled up his T-shirt and showed you his abs. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, you look amazing, great, blah, blah, blah. He was another talker that was there, another guy that was talking, right? Mm-hmm. And it was all great and lovely. And I said to him, what went on there? He went, Mike said something to me. And it made all the difference. I said, well, what was that? He said, Glenn, who we know who he is, mm-hmm. let the food do the work. Mm-hmm. And that has always stuck with me. Because you can do all the training and you can kill yourself in the gym and all the rest of it. But let the food do the work. So in your case, you're saying, oh, I'm just going to go a bit loose on the diet for now. I'm just going to train. They're, okay, I'll tell you what to do. Think about it this way. Let the food do the work, Mike. Right, which means mm-hmm. get your diet on track because you're never going to out-train a bad diet. Sure. You're going to feel better because you're pumped up a bit because you've hit some heavy weight, and that's mm-hmm. great. And you think, oh, I feel a bit better because I've got blood in the muscle and that, and I'm all puffed up. But mm-hmm. really, now's the time to go, let's see what this diet can do for me. And mm-hmm. therefore, you, you don't need to do quite as much training, maybe. Maybe you can spend more time relaxing and recovering from things maybe you can spend more time with the family was this a was this a mentorship was this was this a podcast or a mentorship call the, i'm going to send you the invoice after and the i but, knew it i knew it <laughs> but here's the thing right do you know what's really interesting this this is almost like the sort of conversation i have with patients mm-hmm. where it's about well, how do we get your perspective right so that you can continue doing this on a regular basis and you don't need me anymore obviously we want to fix all the other health issues that you've got but this makes a massive part of it. And mm-hmm. right now, you're a great example for people because you've done exactly what the majority of people will do. What's my quick win? My quick win is I get in the gym, I, I pump some weight, I get a pump on, I look better, I feel better, can't wait. I'm just going to leave the diet for a second and let me just get on with this. And mm, now so true. we go, okay, well, I'll tell you what, let's use the diet to improve that training that you're doing and actually Mm -hmm. take your focus away from the mirror because they suck in florida right Mm -hmm. 
and, and start I'm only going to look in the mirror in Puerto Rico. Start, start a focus on what, what can I do that's best for my health? What's the next thing I can do? What's the next meal that's going to be best for my health? Is it going to be at mum's restaurant with the pasta? Or is there a better option at my mother's restaurant, which I know there is now, because yes, there is. I deal with her as well, right? So yeah. what's, the better thing that I, what's the better thing that I can uh, choose? Should I go and do this extra training session? Or maybe I need to spend that time with Amanda and we go out on a date night. Or maybe I need to go and spend more time on my personal brand because I've got these things I want to do and I just miss those two things and I keep going to the gym instead. And it's all about this balance and we get off balance right we end up getting too focused on the uh the one thing and the, the whole thing tips to that and so as long as i keep doing that keep doing that i'll be fine so true and yep. you, you've got to spread it across the uh anyway that's it all right so let's bring it back in Sugar. re <laughs> rehash the the fat loss question finish strong give people some action items to to sort of take care of themselves we started off talking about the importance or what's more important for fat loss, calories or sugar. And you made the case that calories is essentially the end all be all as long as, right, your metabolism is, is what's the word that you, you used? Um, your metabolically, metabolically, healthy. metabolically healthy, right? Yeah. We talked about all these different examples. I have a question I want to ask. And that question is, if you want to lose weight, can you lose weight by managing your insulin? Ah, you need to have a um, a healthy insulin level for you to have the ability to burn fat for fuel. So, so then, you, so then, wouldn't wouldn't well, here's, you here's a, here's a, lose a, weight by managing your sugar intake? Well, well, here's another way to look at it: Type one diabetics, when they are first diagnosed, are given insulin as mm -hmm. their medication they inject their own insulin based mm -hmm. on their carbohydrate intake and sure. generally generally they put on a huge amount of weight in the first year because there's way too much insulin going around and it's shoving all the glucose into fat storage right i mean i think it's safe isn't it safe to say the higher your insulin right if your insulin is always elevated the higher your insulin the the more weight you're going to put on yeah and the more difficult you'll have you, uh, difficulty you'll have losing weight you cannot lose weight in the presence of insulin so then back to the question right sugar or calories in theory under the umbrella that we're talking about yeah. right if you manage your sugar which would effectively manage your insulin couldn't you lose weight if you manage your sugar so it means you manage your sugar which means you manage your insulin right because sugar Sugar yeah. intake spikes insulin. So yeah. you're managing your sugar, mm -hmm. which is the causation, which causes right insulin to spike, which is the effect of in, which is the effect of sugar. Yep. Manage your sugar, manage your insulin, manage your weight loss. Yes and no. Sorry, mate. All right, Not give me, give it to me, give it to me. Yeah, yeah, because I want to understand this. Because in my mind, I'm like, okay, you're fat because you have an insulin problem. What Every fat. Okay. What are you eating your sugar? What What is the sugar? Give me an example of what that food is. I mean, sugar, right? Like if we're thinking about sugar, we're thinking about, we're thinking about 
Twix, we're thinking about um, gummy bears, donuts, okay, Twinkies, so, okay, you know. All right, so let's yeah. let's let's unpack that very quickly. Mm-hmm. If you're eating gummy bears, which is basically mm-hmm. just glucose, yeah, and a bit of dye, yeah, then actually, what's going to happen is you're going to ingest it. Your blood glucose is going to shoot up, yep, and it's going to come down very quickly mm-hmm. because the insulin will get um, uh, excreted and it will push it down, put it into the cells, and you'll be good. So it'll go in quickly and out quickly. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's not a problem because it's not there for very long and your cells are not exposed to insulin over a long period of time. So you're good, right? Now, So did you just give us all permission to eat gummy bears? Well, <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? If you eat Twix, donuts, that kind of thing, where you have sugar and fat together, this is what will happen. The insulin, the sugar will go up and it will stay up because the fat will keep mm-hmm. it up for a much longer period of time, which means your insulin is up for a much longer period of time, which means your cells get bathed in the insulin by a much longer period of time, which then causes this insulin resistance problem. And yes, you will gain a lot of fat. So that's why I want to be technically correct in saying if you're having mm-hmm. very fast in and out glucose, actually, it's not that bad. But you wouldn't unless you're that. doing it all day. Well, but here's the exactly. thing, right? Jelly bean, jelly, yeah. you know, it's like jelly, you, like you're just right, yeah. you're just giving yourself it all day. It's not like you're having oh, it you're hang on, hang for on, 24 hang hours. On, hang yeah. on. We mustn't get confused with fat loss and health. There's two different understood. Things. Understood. So this is, is yeah, we're throwing out, we're throwing out, we're clearly throwing out health here. <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely um studies that have shown you can go on a high um uh high sugar, very low fat diet. And be perfectly okay from a weight perspective. It's as soon as you start putting in any fiber or fat, which slows down the because then the insulin stays through, elevated. It, yeah, then it's a problem. Right. So if you so, just eat, if you just ate pure sugar, I mean, you'd feel like crap. You would be really quite unpleasantly sick, and your skin would be terrible, and you'd be sweating, and you'd be horrible. But from a fat loss perspective, the biomechanics of that is. It would work for a short period of time, but you right. would just not stick to it. So it's not it's not practical. So so can you make the argument from both sides? Manage your sugar, manage your insulin, manage your weight loss, manage yeah. your calories, manage your weight loss. Could yes. you make arguments from both sides? You could, but it's what's real. But but neither of these are real scenarios. Yeah, right? it's about what's the reality for Mike Morelli, for example. Right. right? Or what's for the, sure. For sure. What's, what, what's the reality for John Doe? Well, the reality yeah. is. This is his metabolic environment. This is his inflammation. This is his toxicity. This is his sleep right. pattern. This is his stress. This is his energy output. This is his brain fog. This is his dental issue. I'm going to talk, me and you are going to have a, a podcast about why the microbiome in your mouth is almost the most important thing you need to know when it comes to long-term wow. disease. But we'll talk about mm-hmm. that later. Um and so what is it about John Doe and his particular scenario? And then which is the dietary approach that's going to be best for him while mm-hmm. we fix some of that other metabolic stuff? Do not pick up a diet book that says this is how everyone should do it because it ain't. Right? Because yes. that's not you. And so right. I think the biggest takeaway you can get from this episode is do not ever look at something from a is it this or is it that? 
Is it is it the calories in or is it the sugar? It's neither. Mm-hmm. It's about what works for Paul Burgess in his scenario, in his life, and his metabolic you know, his metabolic state. Once you know that, and it's not your job, by the way, to know that. That's my job. But once you know that, you then, because most people are this, and you're the same right now. Most people don't really know what they're doing is right for them. Because what they've done is they've heard it here, or they've read the blog, or they've watched a YouTube video and go, oh, that might be right for me. That sounds about right. I've got those symptoms. Let me do it. But actually, they know nothing about their own body and what's going on in there. And until they do, they cannot be confident that what they're doing is right. But believe me, once we work that out for you and you know exactly what's right for you, you never worry about it again because you know exactly what the right thing is. So I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree that creating that optimal scenario is is a personalized approach. I think it is individualized. I think it is personalized. And I think that's why you're so successful in not just helping people lose weight, but helping them get healthy in the process. Based on my experience, and I don't have the experience that you have, I haven't gone into, I mean, I don't know what you know. I don't have the experience that you have, but I have had success in helping people lose a lot of weight and get healthy. Through my experience, if I'm coaching somebody and they want to lose weight, I experience them saying manage your sugar only because, not because I don't think that there's some validity to the calories in, calories out, only because I know what happens when you eat sugar. You want to eat more sugar and more sugar and more sugar and more sugar. Look, if you can have one fucking jelly bean, awesome. Yeah, but you can't have one jelly bean. Which comes, you can't have one Pringle. Which you brings us back to the point we made right at the beginning, which is you can do it te- uh, theoretically, but you won't stick to it. And right. that's the problem. It's what you're consistent at. Now, you wrote a book, The Sweet Potato Diet. And yep. what it said in there was, I don't care what you're eating at the moment. If you just sw- sw- switch your carbohydrate to sweet potatoes... Yes. You will be taking a major step in the right direction if yes. your carbs are pizza and bread and 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 you know all the crap. You go just switch it to sweet potato. You're going to lose weight. Why? Right. Because it's nutrient dense. It's got fiber. It's more satiating. It balances your blood glucose better, and you're just going to be taking a better step in that direction. And it's completely mm-hmm. true, right? I mean, do people want to eat sweet potatoes three four times a day? Maybe not. But the point of the matter was, it was the correct principle. You mm-hmm. could stick to that in a in a medium term, probably, and be quite happy with it. And a lot of people will use it even long term because it's a great carbohydrate source. But yep. what you did was absolutely right. You took them away from things that were not sustainable because they were eating junk and you couldn't control it. Your your hunger was getting out of control and it was just like crazy, crazy. Like you say, you can't have just one jelly bean. Yeah, have one scoop of ice cream. Yeah, have, exactly. one, have one spoonful of ice cream. Yeah. It's not going to fucking happen. Why? Why would you do that? Right? If you're going to rob a bank, rob a big bank, right? Which means yeah. go in and you go hard on the ice cream. Give me everything that's there and I'm going to rinse it. Why? Because this is something I'm making a conscious decision about today in this moment. However, yes. if I'm doing that every day, that is a problem. right? Or if I'm doing it three times a week, that is a problem. Because... There's other reasons you're indulging in that behavior, which is not necessarily just the reward you're getting from the ice cream. 
it's a self-sabotage, it's a self-harm, it's some sort of psychological issue that you've got that you're feeling like, you know, you're not good enough and therefore you have to punish yourself or whatever it is. But the fact of the matter is moving things to a sweet potato diet for argument's sake is a huge step in the right direction. And of course, you're going to feel better. Of course, you're going to lose a bit of weight. And then once mm-hmm. you've got a bit of traction like that, then you can refine it even more and maybe look at other things to do and so on. So the point you make is right. You can't do it on sugar in the real world because you can't control that. You can't control the hunger. You can't be consistent with it. Will yep. it work in a lab, in a laboratory scenario where everything is controlled? Yes, it would. But we're not in a lab, right? We're in... Yeah, and our bodies are not, and our bodies are not, and they're not, they're not this, you know, perfect, no. you know, sort of like, it's and, not just perfect, 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 perfect. And God really played a trick on us by giving us free will. Yeah. 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 Any last words, Paul, before we close out episode number 20? No, it's good to have you back, big man. And I'm glad that you're yeah. getting on top of things and that you are feeling better start like tweaking up that diet a little bit and you know i'm sure things will go good i really want to talk about your brother at some point on a, another show because he's got a yes. really good progress report going on and i'm really keen to talk about that how and, and how i can help and also anyone that's listening if you want to have a chat to me feel free there is a link in the show notes you can make a time to have a free chat with me about anything health wise Everybody that's listening to this should take you up on that free chat. Everybody, everybody, because whether they go, because whether they decide to work with you and and that's like next level shit, whether they decide to work with you or not, they're going to learn something about themselves on a personal level. Yeah. One would hope. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm very happy to do that. And, and there's lots of people that have already done it and it's great to hear them all. And, you know, people have been following us both for years because we were, yes. you know, I know we this podcast, the podcast has been like five years <laughs> of the making, right? But, yeah. but but many years ago, we were doing stuff um, uh, back in Arizona and d- doing a lot of work with Excel and showing a lot of people some really cutting edge things back in the day. And there's people who've been following since then that are coming and making uh, calls with me and chatting. And it's really good to meet them all. So feel free. I am more than happy to speak. And um yeah, let's see what the, the next couple of weeks brings before our next episode. I'm excited. Cool. A couple last words. First and foremost, thank, thank you for your mentorship. This was, I needed to hear a lot of this on this on this episode. And I hope that, uh, you know, people are, are resonating and are following my journey again and my brother's journey. I hope it's motivating the, the people that are listening. Thank you for being a, a voice of reason and someone that I look up to more than anyone in this space, Paul. Um, I'm excited. I think people need to know that we are planning some things. We're working in the background on some programs, on some memberships, on some courses. So that's all going to come to fruition over the coming months. Um, And I think I have a big question here. So this is episode number 20. As you all know, if you're keeping up, I have been MIA for the last couple of episodes. I moved my entire family from Arizona to Florida. We're getting settled. My question for the people that are still listening, the dedicated listeners, do you want, yeah, yeah. Do you want Paul and I to come back on a more consistent basis? So we are scheduled now to do every other week. We will lock that in. We will stay dedicated. We will bring, we're going to bring some, some guests on here because let's face it, Paul, like we're amazing. You're more amazing than me, but at some level we got to bring in some fresh topics and some people who are experts in areas where we're not that question that do we go back to weekly 
DM me, message Paul, find a way to get loud. If I see just a few people, that's going to be the oxygen and and sort of stamp of approval that I need to say, look, Paul, we need to figure out how to get back to weekly because the people want it. Yeah, I'm happy to to do whatever is being received well and, and let's get it back on weekly if you we want to. And by the way, while you were away, we always had guests on. Don't worry. Yes. It's, it's been happening. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and and they're all great people and um and i've got lots of other people i can certainly invite um but yeah let's let's just see what people want to say in the meantime um it's been good to catch up again and Heck yeah um, awesome and awesome stuff well can't wait to the next one yes same love you all paul thanks for all that you do hope you enjoyed today's episode number 20 on health talk radio